the Luminance Podcast, where we shine the light on the good you are doing in the marketplace. Join host Sharon C. Jenkins, the master communicator, as she talks with iconic industry experts about the importance of being a servant leader in today's transitional world. The master communicator, and you are listening to Luminance, the podcast where we shed the light on people who are doing good in the earth. And this week, we are concentrating on On the Road to WriterCon, one of the most fabulous writers' conferences in the world. We want to invite you to show up, to show out. And Rita happens to be a speaker at the conference. So she's going to talk with us a little bit about what she's speaking about. And also Rita is an agent, a literary agent, and they are some of my most favorite people. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Rita. Where are you signing in at? Well, I happen to be in the Hudson Valley right now, and we just survived a thunderstorm and it's very, uh, it's kind of wondrous, uh, but uh, I could be anywhere talking to you because this is one of my favorite things to do, to talk about my world. So thank you. Well, we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. We are thrilled beyond thrilled that you are our guest today because I've worked with hundreds of authors over the years. And one of the most perplexing questions that I hear from them is, how do I get an agent? You know, I'm a newbie. Nobody knows me. I might have a little bit of a social media following. How do I get an agent? And that's the question that I'm presenting to you today. Well, thank you. I understand why it's mysterious to an author who's starting out, who perhaps is not connected. So I would say the first step is really to try to get connected. And that means networking as we do customarily in our life, no matter what we're looking to achieve. But I have found that writers, while they might be competitive on some level, they're also very cooperative. They understand strength in numbers and they feel lifted by their community. Uh, Each one perhaps with different connections. Yes, interests, strengths and uh, inclinations. But the great thing is that they do help each other. And uh, I have seen time and time again, how uh, authors are um, made better by their community. Now, I'll tell you that authors find me through the directories I'm listed in, through just Google search. It's amazing how so many paths lead to me. And uh, and they're very uh, democratic. In other words, you don't have to necessarily be an insider to find me. Uh, I appreciate that I'm available to the world that's interested in what I do. And I've never put up walls. Um, Even so far into my career, I still keep a very open mind and an open list. And that means, and I I should start by saying, I don't want to speak for the entire agent community. I'm speaking for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are others who perhaps have such a full list that they don't have the psychic capacity anymore for new flow. But as much as my list is full, 
I'm energized by the work I do. And that means I want to keep an open door policy, an open mind and an open door policy so that new authors can find their way to me. So Google search, the directories, the writer's conference. Um, it's clear in that COVID put a pause on all of that, but it's getting, oh, so sorry. It's starting, oh, had my timer on. Um, it's starting up again. And uh, Oklahoma will be my first trip in years now uh, for a writer's conference that isn't virtual. I'm excited by that because the meet and greet is such so foundational to what I do, where I get to chat in a way that's um, not official or professional, it's personal. And I get to hear, frankly, the um, this isn't quite your question, but the, the prejudices and preoccupations of place. Um, people have different concerns in Oklahoma City than they do in Phoenix or New York City. It has to do with perhaps their landscape the politics, um, what's abundant, what's scarce, you know? And I think that uh, my travel really helps me understand all of those differences. So, um, so I am still in outreach mode, but regardless, it is, um, there are so many agents, hundreds really, that I, I suggest that no matter what you're writing, that it is easy to find someone who is committed to writing the work that you do and, um, and is available to you. And, really and it is a process. So, you know, but it's, it's a conquerable process and um, reasonably straightforward. So um, I have a, a loving dog tugging at me. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, they are often, uh, Partners in crime. Uh, it's all about love, though, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> all about love. Yes. It's good to know that you're a fur mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. So, Rita, tell me a little bit about how long you've been in the industry mm-hmm. and also some of your most favorite stories about working with authors. Okay. One or two. Well, I, I have some go-to stories because they do stand out for me. And I think that they reinforce what I consider the kind of base elements for surviving, you know, in this industry. It's it's not easy. It's not easy no matter what your job description. And um, and so the the kind of wherewithal that we need is really foundational. Ooh. <laughs> Again, it's all about love. So we got a whole lot of love. <laughs> um, so I, I think that one, you know, there are those stories about instant gratification, you know, overnight success. They're they're somewhat misleading, and I think that they're actually a little bit distracting because they are not the ninety nine percent of the community's experience. From my vantage point, my my experience is that it's about process that could take a very long time as you perfect your craft, as you find your connections. Maybe some of it is um, enforcing your commitment to your work. That's not necessarily instant. Um, for so many people, it's it's a zigzag. You know, they take a pause. 
or their work isn't in fashion or whatever gets in the way. But what I have found is that those authors who don't need an instant limelight or writing because they are committed to their work, that will get them the distance. So the stories I tell are for me um, revealing about some of those characteristics. They, um, I, and also the, uh, what I call the Las Vegas of my work. Many years ago, and these stories aren't new, but they still are relevant for me. Again, I think they capture the um, essence of my, my work and my arena and my industry. Many years ago, there was an author who, through a query letter, and actually both of these examples, as I think about it, have to do with unsolicited query letters, reinforcing that notion that I have an open mind and an open door. But uh, the author was pitching me on a book called uh, British American, American British Dictionary, which had been self-published. And it was the time of The Office, the British import series that did so well on TV. And um, I knew that there was perhaps a taste based on that for the, the Britishisms that related to what we think of in America, um, a book bag or a fanny pack or however these were called. And in fact, um, I asked him after I signed him up, telling him I had one publisher for him, what his experience was finding an agent. And he said he had sent out 60 query letters, mm. 30 agents got back, um, 26 with form letters. And I think that's actually a very good batting average. Uh, at least today, I would consider that a good average. Four asked to see the book. And one said, I have one publisher for you. Are you game? And that was me. So I sent it to the one publisher I had in mind, and they made an offer. And this is years back. Um, and sure enough, the book is still in print. Mm. Um, now that it was retitled Bum Bags and Fanny Packs. And, uh, you know, it's one of those niche reference books that I was delighted that I made, you know, I threw it one dart and I hit the center. And it was just very rewarding that, I know, sometimes, uh, and I'll tell you in the next story, it's a more roundabout, it's a more roundabout journey, equally satisfying and indicative of, you know, what agents do, but different from what I just described. More recently, but still, some time back, an author wrote me a letter about a memoir that she was co-writing for an author who had lost her child to murder, her daughter to murder. Um, I am moved by these, you know, deeply disturbing uh, and happy stories. They do make up what our world is about, and I pay attention to them. They're not easy to sell necessarily. Because the author had um, been on Oprah, to discuss this way back when Oprah was very, you know, very active in her show. I thought, well, she, she, they've got the Oprah pedigree. Certainly I'll be able to sell this. But true crime was ebbing at that time. I didn't really know true crime. And so I wasn't really sophisticated about it. And I had trouble selling it. But it was one editor who said, well, have you considered doing how-to, uh, doing a how-to version of this? that would be more relevant to a wider public having to do with dating abuse, because that was the source of this murder. Mm. And the author 
including the, the actual writer who had also lost a daughter to murder. And that is, they were united in grief, but also talent. One had done, the one who had been on Oprah had done a, a tour uh, through high schools telling about her daughter and the end of her daughter um, and so on. And so she turned, you know, grief into um, a kind of mandate for change. But uh, I was able to sell the book five years later, actually, talk about journey. And, um, and I think part of their tenacity and their patience had to do with the subject matter, although that's not the only reason to stay the course. Mm -hmm. uh, they were committed to making this happen and whatever it took. So obviously they had an agent who was going to help figure it out with them. And ultimately Little Brown sold it. It's called, uh, bought it rather, it's called um, Saving Beauty from the Beast, How to Protect Your Daughter from an Unhealthy Relationship. And mm. it's still in print. Um, alas, um, it, it might never go out of style given the subject matter. But I was grateful that our journey yielded a book, um, a book that I hope has helped parents perhaps, you know, recognize the syndrome and intervene in a timely way before tragedy happens. So I, I'm very grateful actually when I can do a book that has a, a helpful agenda where it can make a difference in a life. I think those are in some ways more measurable in terms of their you know, lifeblood and their ability to possibly um, change the world in a small way. I think it gives me a feeling of great satisfaction and um, it reinforces this, the stamina that I have to have when I am able to get it done. And when I see that it has made a small difference in lives. And uh, in, in the case of Saving Beauty from the Beast, I'm very clear that it has helped some people, you know, but there are other books like parenting books with a very clear agenda where that's very measurable. Absolutely, it made a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. My next question is, you're going to be at RyderCon. That's Labor Day weekend, September the 2nd through the 5th. And you've got a lot going on. You're going to be on the agent panel. You're going to do a session all about the agent-publisher relationship. And then you're actually going to have lunch with some possible candidates. I think that's a great idea. So what you've got your hand, you've been in the market, the industry for a long time. You have your hand, I would say, on the pulse of the market. What are agents looking for now? You know, I what I'll I won't be able to answer that easily because mm -hmm. I don't handle fiction, for instance. So I'm not all things to all people. Mm -hmm. I concentrate on adult nonfiction, but mm -hmm. it's a wide-ranging list. And what has always interested me are those books that are not easily cloned, where the author's um, resources, ability to research a topic, uncover new information on a topic we thought we knew but didn't know fully, and can help further the conversation, those are really interesting to me because I have to support how this book 
um, deserves place on a shelf that invariably is crowded. And if it's um, if if it can't be defended easily, if it really feels like it's more of the same and the author's presence in the marketplace is not strong enough to break through that crowded shelf, it's going to be hard for me and mm. I'll, I'll have to pass. So I look for um, the books that sparkle, that really have a kind of um, credibility where the author also has shown a commitment to the topic. It's not just a thrown out idea. Um, but if you were to look at my, my website and my list, you'd see books that, you know, there's no rhyme or reason necessarily really yeah. all over the map. And it's, it's, um, I would say that it's been random deliberately again, um, an outgrowth of keeping an open mind and letting things come to me that I have found interesting and have been able to pursue and obviously place. And that, um, and it's lovely when I can work on multiple books with the same author, because that means we have a shorthand in place. I know that feels good to publishers too, that they have a relationship with an author that they can build on. And that's happened with a number of my authors. Very satisfying. Wow. Well, I am very interested in meeting you face-to-face at RiderCon, and I hope our viewers and listeners are interested in meeting you. I believe you've had a sensational career, and you've helped a lot of people. So kudos to you. I want to say from my author's heart, to your agent's heart. Thank you very much for the dreams that you've helped to materialize. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So if our viewers and listeners would like to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? My website has my email address. And I would say that uh, that's a great way. I respond to all my email and I'm, um, even those that misspell my name, et cetera, you know, uh, I'm really uh, compassionate on that front. But I would say, you know, look at my website, Rita Rosencrantz, literaryagency.com. The submission guidelines are there. And with luck, we'll be able to connect uh, officially because I'll get to represent your work that I know what to do with and that I admire. If not, um, you know, I'm highly coveting and want to be the only one considered, you know, I can get to move and breathe your work and make it happen. That's a very good feeling. So thank you for asking. I love it. I love it. And don't forget, it's not too late to register for WriterCon. You can meet Rita face-to-face. Go to www.writercon.com com c-o-m okay and register today i was so happy i had lunch with a friend and on my way back to do this interview one of my friends called me and told me she had signed up for writer con so i am just thrilled beyond thrilled and i will get to she'll get to experience me an experienced reader, and over 70 speakers and exhibitors. Why? 
because we have a passion to help you tell your story and get it to the masses. That's why we do what we do. Thank you so much, Rita, for your passionate Uh and loving discourse. You shared some things with us that I know a lot of people are wondering about. A lot of my friends are fiction writers. And for me, it's been a rarity to run into someone who specializes in nonfiction. So I know a lot of my viewers will be encouraged because of what you shared with them today. So thank you very much. It's a dear pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to say goodbye. I might be back next week. I'm not sure. Because guess what? I'm going to be at WriterCon. Why don't you come see me? If you come see me, guess what? We'll pull out the mic and we'll do a Luminance show. Uh All right. Just tell me. I saw you sharing on Luminance and you promised to give me the mic so I could share what I'm doing with the world. And believe you me, I will have mic, have computer, will travel. Sharon, <laughs> I see a long me. line in your future. <laughs> yes, yes, probably something like that. <laughs> okay, well, be sweet. Know that I love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Have a great day. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. See you in Oklahoma City. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining our host, Sharon C. Jenkins, on Luminance Today. Tune in next week for a dynamic interview with another iconic expert. Remember that servant leadership is more than an idea. It's a chosen lifestyle.